Welcome to True North Podcast, where we search for true north. When you find directions, simple truths of God's word, you will find your way to blessing and favor. This podcast was brought to you by friends and supporters of Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas. Now let's join Pastor Snyder as we find a new direction and a new dimension in our relationship with God. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to Solid Rock Podcast. We're so excited about you joining us again for another week's edition, another episode. Tonight, we're going to be talking about spiritual authority. Can we actually have spiritual authority? Can we exercise it in our life? Do we have the right to it? And so let's think about some of those things here. And uh, let's get to it. We're going to be here right back. So let's dive into this. We are in a series of a new direction, a new dimension in our sermon series at Solid Rock. And again, if you have not joined us uh, at the building at 118 West Irving Boulevard in downtown Irving, you need to be there. Uh, we've been having some phenomenal moves of God. God has met us in a very powerful way. Uh, this last Sunday, the Lord spoke through uh, a message that he gave, are your bones dry? Coming from Ezekiel uh, 37, uh, where the prophet went to the valley of the dry bones and how he spoke uh, and prophesied and muscles and sinews came upon the bones. There was a great noise before that, of course, when the bones rattled together, came together, and after some prophecies or, let's say, exercising uh, exercising great authority, spiritual authority. It wasn't long until he was instructed to speak to the wind, prophesy unto the four corners of the earth that the wind would come and breathe the breath of life into those those bodies. And before it know it, uh, before we know it, a great army stood before the prophet. So. Let's talk tonight. Let's get into tonight's podcast on what's happening in our life. Are, are, are we full of dry bones? Has, has perhaps a relationship uh, with God has dried up? Have we really, really um, felt what we need to feel, experienced what we should experience? Are we going through the motions? Are we just... Uh, you know, doing what we're told. And sometimes, you know, folks, emotions cannot be trusted. The Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. We cannot really depend on our emotions, especially in a consistent walk with God. We have to go on what we know. Uh, Paul said to know the love of God, which passeth all understanding. We got to know that God loves us. We got to know where we are in our relationship with God. So we've really got to uh, grab a hold of what we're going to be talking about tonight and understand that there is a whole lot more. And I just feel this under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There is 
more in somebody's life tonight than what you already have in your relationship with God. So let's let's dive in and talk about spiritual authority. Now, if we are full of the Spirit of God, if we are repentant of our sins, if God has endorsed us, uh, and I, maybe that might be not be a best term because sometimes we think we've got to earn the love of God. We don't have to earn the love of God. We need to understand that. Uh, we have to uh, understand that we, by mercy and grace, we are connected to God. By the infilling of the Holy Ghost, by the repentance of our sins, by the baptism in water in the name of Jesus, according to Acts chapter 2, we become the sons and the daughters of God. We are born into this. And so when we realize that we don't earn uh, earn God, we don't deserve God, God's mercy and grace, we have God. But once we get there, once we live according to the word of the Lord, and we are living righteous, we're living holy according to the word of the Lord. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. I mean, you just, come on, folks, you can't, you can't live like you used to live and expect the blessing of God to flow. You just ask God to repent, or you just repented and asked God to forgive us of all of our sins and iniquities and adultery and all of the nasty stuff that sin brings into our life, and God cleanses us of all that. Do we really think that the blessing of God is going to flow when we continue in that which God just delivered us out of? So I want to speak to that a little bit tonight and have us to understand the fact that God is... God is going to take care of all that you ask for him, faith, uh, repentance, making sure we're clean. And, and again, I, I really I really want us to understand, and I'm going to start out with this statement, especially in the subject of spiritual authority. You cannot have authority unless you come under authority. That is something that I think, especially in the society slash world that we live in right now, how can you expect to have authority if you don't come under authority? Uh, it's not a coup, folks. It's not It's not how, how strong we become. Yeah, the, I know we've got to be exercise leadership skills and all of that stuff. But it's really, honestly, think about this. It's through the loyalty that we give to those that are over us. And when we become under authority and cooperate, let's uh, use some words here, cooperate, um, uh, work with, uh, you know, maybe even the O word, obedience, be obedient to those that have authority over us, whether it's on our job, whether it's in our family, then God blesses that obedience and we advance. Okay. Now, again, somebody can argue and say, well, you know, it's a political-driven world that we live in, and you are so exactly right, and it's a shame. However, we're not talking about the office. We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're talking about your life, and there are things that try to invade our life that we just need to stand up and fight. The Bible says the violent take it by force. Uh, the that that and the scriptures are loaded tonight with what we've got to do 
as people of the kingdom, as spirit-filled Christians, that we don't have to take some things sitting down. Now, there are turn-the-other-cheek situations. There are uh, let's let God handle that. But then there are other things that we've got to suit up with the armor of God. We've got to get our, our shield of faith, our sword, which is the word of God, uh, and the spirit of God, and go to the battlefield and start warring. Like, for example, our children. How many how many parents out there tonight can testify to the fact that we have done a lot of spiritual warfare over our children to keep them safe, to keep them in the church, perhaps, to keep them out of trouble, to <laughs> to pray away some girl, some guy that's not good for them, but they've got to realize that, so we just pray for divine intervention. Again, folks, there's there, you cannot just puff up your chest and say, oh, I'm a child of God, therefore I have spiritual authority. Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. So let's dive now into the scripture, and let's get into Mark chapter 9 and verse number 18 uh, through verse 29, kind of a lengthy there, but I want to I wanna read these verses of scripture to you tonight and have you see the 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 actual power of God. Of course, we know that that this is the life and times of Jesus Christ, and we know that He's God manifest in the flesh, and uh, so He's God. And and again, here's something that I want you to key in on tonight. The Bible says Jesus said these things that I have done, greater things you shall do. Amen. So again, the power. Of the of God that we witnessed uh, throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the things that He performed is actually in us when we have the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, the Bible begins here in Mark chapter nine, verse eighteen, and uh, wheresoever He taketh him, He teareth him, and He foameth uh, and gnasheth with His teeth and pineth away. And I spake, uh, spoke, spake to the disciples, thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. So here is uh, someone that is possessed of the devil. Uh, he is the torture that this human being is going through by the possession of the devil. And he answered, verse 19, and he answered him and said, O faithless generation. Wow, that's that's kind of powerful there. O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? I mean, you know, maybe we can say, uh, maybe the Lord is saying, hey, when are you going to get this? I mean, how long is it going to take? And so again, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. So in other words, if you can't get it done, get him over here. I'll take care of this. And in verse 20, and and they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and he wallowed, wallowed, uh, wallowed uh, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it uh, as ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Here is a desperate father pleading with the Lord for his son. 
All right. Verse 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Okay. So here's, here's a key that we need to pick up on tonight in the podcast about spiritual authority. Can we have it? Can we, can we exercise it in our life? Does it belong to us? If thou canst believe, all things are possible. So the key, the foundation right now, ladies and gentlemen, is we must have faith, not lip service, not saying, yeah, he's done a lot of other things. I believe he can do this. No, it has to come from the gut. It has to come from our, our, the deepest part of our spirit, our heart. Yes, I believe God can do anything. All right. So again, he said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway, the father of the child, now listen, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Now he said, I believe, but here's the icing on the cake. Here, here, here's the cap. He said, Lord, I, I believe, Help thou mine unbelief. Could it be that this father was telling the Lord, everything that I know, everything that I have within me, I believe, but Lord, if there's any doubt in me, help thou mine unbelief. In other words, perhaps he expressed an incredible desire, Lord, I want 100% in. I want everything about me to believe. This is my child, and I need a miracle. So with that thought, how many of you here tonight that's listening to this podcast can actually say that? We need miracles in our life. We need God to do something in our life. We need, we need a refreshing, a renewing, even in our own self. But how many of you can say to the Lord, God, I believe with everything down in the deepest part of your gut. But Lord, if there's anything in me that doesn't believe, help thou mine unbelief. So again, I think that's something that we really need to note in our walk with God, in our expressing our needs before the Lord. There's, and really, folks, we we also, maybe I need to speak to this for a second, is there are so many people that maybe you're even listening to this podcast right now that perhaps you feel like God has failed you. You feel like that you you came to God with a need and he didn't come through and God failed. God, folks, I want to I want to give you a little secret tonight. God never fails. Never, never does he fail. It could be that our faith was not where it needed to be. Perhaps we have to understand that maybe it just wasn't the will of God for that thing to happen. And I know this is tough. I know I'm diving into some deep emotions, perhaps, in somebody's somebody's spirit right now. But maybe that person didn't live, didn't survive the cancer because perhaps 
it was a point where we needed to trust in the Lord and lean not to our own understanding. And in all thine ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Sometimes we have to go through the valley and it's a little painful, but we come out stronger, wiser, and closer to God. And there's where faith comes in. God, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Now, verse 25, Jesus, uh, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, here we go, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Not only did Jesus cast this devil out of this child, but he locked the door behind it, enter no more. Is it, this is over. You're not tormenting this child any longer. I really there, that that's an attitude, ladies and gentlemen. And I really think that perhaps sometimes in our walk with God, we we get rid of something, but we welcome it back. We we walk it out of our life. We rebuke it. We we you know we cast it out. I'm not doing this anymore. But then turn around and here it comes right back. Sometimes I think if we're going to get to the place where we can exercise spiritual authority, we need to understand that we've got to shut the door and lock it so that this sin, this torment, this this bad thing that keeps invading our life, keeps destroying us an attitude, we need to lock the door, get out and don't ever come back. I'm not welcoming you back here, not one time. And so again, the Bible says now in verse 26, the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him something privately. Now, this is a great event up to this point, and here's where the learning is going to come in. You know, we, we, have, we have a tremendous thing. We have a little bit of egg on the disciples' face because this, this, this uh, father brought this boy this child to the disciples first and said, can you cast the devil out? They couldn't do it. That's why Jesus said, how long am I going to be here with you? When are you going to get a hold of this? You can do this on your own, but if you can't, bring him to me and I'll get it done. Well, Jesus got the job done. And, and the boy and the father left happily ever after. But now they're in the house. The crowd's gone. Everybody's rejoicing over this great deliverance. And they came to him privately and said, why could not we cast him out? Now, that question is an acknowledgement perhaps of a shortcoming, putting it nicely, failure, or and or it is also, okay, Lord, how can I improve this? How can I do this better? Uh, this is what we're supposed to do. We're your disciples. You've poured yourself into us, and, and we're supposed to be able to do this. What, what, what went wrong? Where, where do we need to, what do we need to correct? How do we, how do we improve this? So the question was asked, and, and, and why couldn't we do this? And verse 29, he said to them, this kind can come forth by nothing 
but by prayer and fasting. Okay? Now, we all know, I mean, if you've been around church, if you've been into church any time at all, you're going to understand that not just a, a, a now I lay me down to sleep prayer, but prayer, real prayer, like, you know, those all night prayer meetings, those three to five to maybe seven day fastings is a time of dedication, consecration that ladies and gentlemen, we really need to do. We need to get into some serious prayer and serious fasting to get our flesh under subjection to the Spirit of God. We need to get ourselves clean before the Lord. We need to get ourselves in tune with the Spirit. Just like I preached at Solid Rock some time ago about every soul counts, it's the heartbeat of God. And in that message, we've got to get His heartbeat our, our thoughts need to be his thoughts. Our, our, uh, our feelings, we need to feel what he feels, think what he thinks. And that, that doesn't come, folks, lightly. It doesn't come easy. It comes by much prayer and much fasting and diving into the word of God and being faithful, faithful, faithful to the church, to God, and to the commitment to live for him. So, Here's, here's what we're going to really now go down another level, and that is that we need a solid, solid understanding of spiritual authority. It's vital to build your faith when casting out demons. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you something, and let me hear me very, very, very clearly. Uh, I, I mean, there's, I, there are people that there's a, there's a demon behind every rock, Everything that happens, it's the devil's fault. It, it's not really that way. It's Sometimes it's us humans getting in the way. It's our stupid decisions that gets us in trouble. There are times where the devil does get, uh, get in there and cause us or influence us the wrong direction, and he's got to be cast out. Now, again, I, I in my very young years as a little boy, I, I started out or grew up in a church where uh, the pastor was used uh, and very gifted in casting out devils. Uh, I lost count how many times I watched that man literally cast a demon out of somebody, and they get deliverance. Uh, I've personally, in my ministry, have been involved in casting devils out of people. But it's not a common practice. I want you to understand this. I don't want to get all spooky and, and ooey and, you know, Halloweenish and all of that stuff. But we do need an understanding of what spiritual authority is. And it's vital to build your faith when casting out demons, even healing the sick, exercising your authority over the powers of darkness. Because if you have the Holy Ghost tonight, you have this already in you. You need to develop it and bring it out of you. So when we have been given the authority to cast out devils, but instead we pray God brings the demon out instead. He's given you the authority, and we're going to learn that here later on in the hour. And, and so we're basically asking God to do something that he gave us the tools to do ourselves. Now, let me clarify. Let me clarify. You don't save anyone. You don't it's not you casting out the devil. It's not you healing somebody. 
It's God working through you. Without the power of the Holy Ghost in you, you got nothing. You've got zero because you don't have the power to heal. You don't have the power to cast out devils. You don't have the power over darkness. You have the power over nothing. That's why we need Jesus in our lives. And that's why we need to develop the relationship with God like we need. And so again, Jesus told us to cast out devils. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to cast uh, to ask God to cast out devils. So here we go. Are you ready? Mark chapter 13 and verse 34. Mark chapter 13 and verse 34, the Bible says, for the son of man is a man taking a far journey who has left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the uh, commanded the porter to watch so again if you know if you remember now throughout the the four gospels Jesus teaches a lot in parables and this is one time where the son of man is is as a man taking a far journey. So the owner of the establishment, the owner of the estate is leaving home for a while. And when he left, he left his house and gave authority to his servants, all right, to the people that still were making his house run, was was tilling the ground and making the farm, uh, the plantation operate in his absence, okay? Yes, Jesus left this earth. When he died on the cross, he rose from the grave. He ascended up from Mount Olives. He came back down, and what did he do? He filled 120 people in the upper room in Jerusalem, and it poured out into the street, and and, uh, 3,000 received the Holy Ghost, and 5,000 received the Holy Ghost, and the multitudes received the Holy Ghost, and they reached all of Asia in the space of two years, and it has spread to literally millions and millions of people in today's world are filled with the Holy Ghost. They have Jesus in them. Yes, he left this world, and the Bible says he's coming back again. And so we've got to realize he has given us authority. Now, uh, we're, I mean, this, this, for the egotistic person, this can really, you know, get them excited. But folks, God doesn't work with egos. He works with humility. When someone is humble, and saying, you know, it, to God be the glory. For all of our solid rockers out there, you you have heard me say it. People come, oh, pastor, that was a great message. You know, I, you know, to God be the glory. Uh, pastor, you just didn't, uh, to God be the glory. Why, why do I say that? Because I don't want it to come to me because it's him in me that makes it work. The, the preaching, God gives me the message. And he anoints me to preach the message. Therefore, it's him and not me doing anything. So we've got to realize that. All right? So let's uh, let's take a quick break right now and hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back on how authority works. Check it out. Cruise Agency has the thing for you. Cruise Agency has An the adventure. Thing. What better way to resolve cabin fever than getting away on a fantastic ocean liner? Relaxing, enjoying beautiful nights on the ocean, and seeing the world. Summer is gone, and fall has arrived. Now, is the time to plan your next getaway vacation. 
You can schedule a cruise, or you can travel America. Seeing things and places you have never seen before. Where do you want to travel? Contact Getaway Cruise, and we will begin looking for your next great adventure, away from home. The cruise lines are preparing their adventure ships for you. The adventure trains are ready to roll down the tracks into the Grand Canyon. The river boats are ready to cruise up and down the Mississippi River to towns you have never seen. Yes, in America there are towns and cities waiting for you to arrive. They are cleaning, sanitizing, painting everything so that your adventure can be safe, memorable, and stress-free. You will not have to worry about a thing. We have got your back. Get ready to sail in 2021. Royal Caribbean is offering 60% off of the second passenger, and the kids 12 and under can sail for free. Contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com today for more information. Today for more information. Let's talk about getting away. Let's talk about at Getaway Cruise Agency. We are here to give you the most memorable vacation you could ever imagine. And remember at Getaway Cruise Agency, we can get you to where you want to go and to places you never thought of before. Again, please contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com or go to www.getawaycruiseagency.com. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, please get a hold of our fo- our great friends over at Getaway Cruise Travel Agency. They will treat you right, I promise. Uh, it is a, a fantastic travel agency. I, I joked around last week, maybe not joked around, but anyway, that our kids, uh, if you're listening tonight, Mom and I's 40th anniversary is coming up, and boy, sure sure would be nice to do a 40th anniversary cruise. I got just the travel agency that you can call. Anyway, all right, I'm grinning from ear to ear. But folks, do uh, do help us uh, support our sponsor. We're so thankful they're on board with us. We have a lot of sponsors, that, by the way, that's contacting us uh, to sponsor True North Podcast, and we're very thankful. If you're interested, just shoot me an email, pastor, it's srcdfw.com. And we'll get a conversation going and see what we can do for you. All right, so let's get back into it now. Uh, let's look at how authority works. Again, we've got to be very careful and not misplace authority in our lives. Again, as I said in the opening of our podcast, that you have to be under authority before you can have authority. Uh, it just doesn't. It work. That's the way it works. So, authority now. Here's a couple of things that uh, I want to I want to share with you. Authority doesn't beg, okay? Authority does not beg. If you notice somebody that comes in the room that that has authority, they they understand who they are. They have the confidence of perhaps the the level that they have have been elevated to. And uh, this works in business, but it also works in the kingdom of God. Because, folks, we don't talk about our talents. We let God uh, promote us as we are faithful. God then opens the doors for our gifts to be known. And so when someone is operating in the authority of God, it doesn't beg. Okay, Authority doesn't ask. Authority commands. Uh, again, when the general walks in the room, everything, everybody goes to attention. And when the general speaks something, there's no questions. There's no, uh, well, maybe, uh, no, it, it, it happens. It happens because the general has the authority to speak it into existence. 
We're not, we're, we, are, we are not told to ask God to cast out demons. We are told to do it ourselves. We are told that we are given the authority. Greater is he. This is my favorite scripture. In fact, I had one of our solid rockers quote it back. Just like you always say, Pastor, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You've got it in you. We are not told to beg demons to come out. We're not told. We are told to cast them out. Whether it's a demon, whether it is a, a problem, whether it is an annoyance in our life, and I'm going to go here, I'm, I'm on my way, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago in a podcast on toxic relationships, you know, God's given you the authority to toss the toxic relationship out the toxin, the toxins have got to go out of your life to be able to function the way God wants you to function. Now let's go to Matthew chapter eight and verse number eight, uh, nine, and then we'll jump down to thirteen. Matthew chapter eight, uh, verse eight, nine, and then thirteen. Uh, it's the story of the centurion. The centurion answered and said, "Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come." under my roof. That's humility. This is a soldier in an army. And you're going to see here in a second how that, you know, he, he, he's, he's a man of authority. But when the Lord showed up, the authority and who he was went out, went out the window because he said, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servants shall be healed. He recognized the source of the authority. That's God. Now, he's also said, for I am a man. Listen now. I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. He recognized who he was. I'm a man, now listen to the language, under authority, who have men under him. He realizes the pecking order, if you please, of how authority works. You cannot have authority unless you're under authority. If you're not going to be under the authority, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just lay it out there. If you refuse to be under the authority of God, of the Bible, and a pastor, you're not getting anywhere. You, you're, you're just blowing smoke. You're perhaps, as Paul said, you're a tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass. You have got to come under the authority of God, his word, and a pastor in your life. Everybody has a pastor. I do. I've been in ministry for 40 years, and I will not live one day without somebody that I can look at as a pastor to speak into my own life, and that's going to go as long as I, I draw breath. Now, in that verse of Scripture, or those verses of Scripture, Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. Authority is exercised through the spoken word. The power of life and the power of death are in the spoken word. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, 
Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, folks, that's how authority works. Now, let's look at Jesus' own authority. Let's look at him because it's a great model for us to understand our spiritual authority. Now, one thing is made uh, very, very, very clear, that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh, and that's because he that's why he exercised the authority that he had again while he walked on the earth that nobody else had access to in history i mean you know read uh, who who in who in history walked up to a dead man and say rise be healed take up thy bed and walk to the lame man open your eyes and what do you see to the blind you know, again, that was his authority because he was God manifest in the flesh. Nowhere in history of that time was that ever done. Now, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 27, again, he cast out demons using his authority. Again, the word of God says, and they were all amazed insomuch that they question among themselves, saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For what authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they obey him? Folks, there was an amazement right there that he was able to say to the unclean spirit, "Be gone!" And they're looking at they're looking like, "Whoa, what happened there?" Again, it will amaze the unbeliever because they don't recognize. Number one, the power source. Number two, how we're, how it works, that we are under authority, therefore we have authority. Now, Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 16, he cast out demons with his spoken word. Again, it's, it's, it's about the power in the word of God. When, when even was come, they brought him uh, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his word. Okay? Now, healing also came from the word, his spoken word. Luke chapter 7 and verse number 7, Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but I say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Also, in John chapter 5 and verse 8, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. So again, it's the word. Uh, and again, if, if, for the solid rockers that are on, on tonight on this podcast, you, you've heard me a gazillion times say this. When I'm praying over somebody, I'm saying, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of of the name of Jesus Christ, be healed, be filled, you know, whatever the case may be. What am I doing there? I'm exercising my authority that I have not only in the Spirit, but in the Word of God, by the authority of the Word of God, not mine authority, not, not, you know, I don't say by the authority of Ed Snyder. No, it's by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of of the name of Jesus Christ be healed. Now, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 
take a look at this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So he acknowledged, acknowledges that all power uh, is given to him unto heaven and earth. And then he comes around and says again, These things which I have done, ye shall do when I go to my Father. So, in other words, he's telling the disciples and those that are around him, your day's coming. What I'm doing, what I'm leading by example here, what I'm showing you and how it's going to happen, it's going to be in you because, you know, he, we're filled with the Spirit. We have Jesus in us, all right? Now, uh, let's look at, at the authority to heal, Okay, healing. Healing is important. Healing is important to a lot of people. And and uh, there are, you know, so many times we, we gravitate toward the negative about, well, I prayed and this person died anyway. I prayed and they they never healed. And, and I, you know, I, I can even say that, but I, I let me just, let me stop right here and, and just kind of help you with maybe some confusion on perhaps uh, types of healing or how God heals. Yes, he heals the miraculous way. I mean, kaboom, and a tumor falls off, a blinded eye is open, and that is very real. And there are gazillions of testimonies of people's blindness being gone, deafness being gone, cancer being gone, tumors just disappearing, all of that. But you know what? God also heals in a different way. Uh, for years, I had severe back trouble. I mean, severe. Uh, I mean, I couldn't hardly move. I, I would get up in the morning and be okay for a few hours, and then here it comes. I'd go to a conference and do a lot of walking, and I agonized at night because I was just wore out. I couldn't, you know, couldn't take the pain. But I was also almost 400 pounds. I would wake up in the middle of the night with my wife with her hands on my back, and she's over there praying and speaking in tongues, asking God to heal that back. And I pray, God, come on. I need, I'm need. i young. I need to move. I've got ministry to do. But then he got a hold of my brain, and through sickness, he taught me a lesson. And, and I started losing weight. And when I lost the 160 pounds— and I'm moving around, guess what? The back problems left. So did he heal miraculously and straighten out the spine or whatever? No, but he did get rid of the pain which we have been praying for. God, heal this back. I can't do this pain. I need to be free to move. Well, he answered that prayer by the loss, giving me the gumption to lose the weight, stick with it, and, and what we prayed for actually was answered. So again, a little help there uh, in our world today that that God does heal. It's just you got to catch on to how He's doing it. All right. Now, uh, in Matthew chapter ten and verse number eight, the Bible says, "Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give." I, I think it's interesting here how Jesus didn't tell us to pray and ask God to heal the sick. He told us. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Why? Because you've got the authority to do it. You know, I, I've I've never seen where Jesus prayed, uh, "Father, heal this person." 
He, he was God manifest in the flesh. But the word in John chapter 5 and verse 8, Jesus told the man to rise, take up thy bed, and walk. There's action. Are, are you following me here? He, gave, he spoke the word to this person that, that you're going to receive healing. Now, get up, get your bed together, and walk. He commanded him. Why? Because of authority. The early church healed people in the same manner. In Acts chapter 3 and verse number 6, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. Oh, I love this one. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And guess what happened? The man got up and walked and leaped into the church to go. Peter and John was going to have prayer. They were going to a prayer meeting that morning, and a beggar was sitting at the door of the church begging for alms, and that's why Peter said, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'm going to give you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He invoked the power of the name of Jesus Christ onto this man and say, rise up and walk. He spoke the word. Notice in Luke chapter 9 and verse 1 that he not only gave his disciples authority over all devils, but also to cure all disease. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over the devils and over disease. So authority is actually exercising when there is a right to exercise it. Did you hear that statement? Authority is exercised when there is a right to exercise it. I don't know why I keep coming back to this. Maybe somebody that's listening tonight needs to hear this. You cannot have authority until you come under authority. When you are under authority, therefore you're given authority and you have the right to exercise that authority. Did we get it that time? <laughs> All right. So again, uh, the, they weren't praying and asking God to heal people. They had the authority to heal, and they were exercising it with the spoken word of God. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. So again, I want to clarify that I am not saying that prayer can't heal people because it can. James chapter 5 and verse number 14 and 15, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So again, folks, I want us, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the home stretch of our, of our hour together. And uh, I've got quite a bit more material to cover, but I, I just want to, I really want to drill this home today about spiritual authority. Again. If you're filled with the Spirit, baptized in Jesus' name, you're living according to the Word of God, you have in you to get rid of the junk. Sunday, we preached, are your bones dry? 
to prophesy to the breath of life, to come in, to cause sinews and muscles to come upon those dry bones, and there stood a great army before the prophet. I'm telling somebody out here in this podcast, perhaps you have got something dry up on you. Perhaps something is attacking you. Perhaps it's an old habit that you need to get rid of. You need to speak to it. You need to bring in the breath of life and breathe into it a freshness, perhaps a renewing of the spirit in your life. You need to say, okay, I got to get up off of this couch, figuratively speaking, get up off this couch and start getting some things done so that I can get the blessing and the favor of God back in my life so that I can take dominion over the things that tries to attack us in the spirit. Greater is he that is in, uh, in you than he that is in the world. You've got the advantage if you'll just use it correctly. Again, authority is exercised when there is a right to exercise it. So again, prayer, prayer and fasting. This doesn't come by, but, but by much prayer and fasting. All right? Now, Let's uh, let's let's go to to another point that I wanna I wanna uh, bring into this podcast, and that is the fact that Jesus distributes His authority. That's His authority. Remember, to God be the glory for all He has done. Amen. And so, Mark chapter thirteen and verse thirty-four, the Bible says again. I want to bring this back to your memory. We quoted it earlier in the, in in this podcast. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his to left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Matthew twenty-eight and eighteen. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. In Luke chapter 9 and verse number 1, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure all diseases. Jesus then given, uh, authorities given to Jesus' 70 disciples in Luke chapter 10 and verse number 17, uh, and then the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And of course, there's also a warning in that same passage of scripture, don't rejoice over the fact that devils are, are subject to you, rather rejoice that your name is is written in heaven, okay? Now, two things that I've got to cover very, very quickly while, the, while we have uh, time remaining, and that is through the name of Jesus. Understand that. Notice that the authority Jesus gives to his people is not to be used in their name, but in the name of Jesus. Again, Luke chapter 7, 10 and 17, 70 return, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Mark 16 and 17, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. It's in the name of Jesus 
Maybe I'm fighting somebody's pride here tonight in the podcast. Acts 3 and 6, Peter said, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. To use somebody's authority through their name is quite an honor. You know, when you when you go and say, hey, uh, the president of the United States, you know, has given me the authority to do thus and so, or... or um, any setting, the general has sent me to give you these orders. You're going in that person's name. You're representing them. And that's what we've got to understand tonight, that as we are spirit-filled uh, Christians living for God, we are not in this for ourselves. We are not here to build a name for ourselves. We're here to represent the Lord Jesus Christ on the face of the earth, that we can do his work in his name, because to God be the glory for all that he has done. And then, of course, we've got to realize that authority has been given to them that believe. If you don't have faith, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to happen. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Mark chapter uh, 16 verses 17 again he also he gave all believers authority to heal the sick and cast out devils as well we've got to understand uh, again and these signs shall follow them that believe amen in my name they shall cast out devils if we don't have the faith in God if we don't have the faith in the power of the name of Jesus Christ what are we doing there's power in the name of the Lord Jesus. And God has given us the authority through his name, spiritual authority. I come before you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come representing the Lord God Almighty. And everything that he has comes in behind you. So again, folks, as we wind down our hour together, why? Why are we enduring all of the mess in our life? When we have the authority, get out of it. We have the authority to get rid of it. Why? Here we go. I'm going to dive deep now. Why are you enduring, putting up with depression in your life? Why are you enduring all of the onslaught of the bully at work or the bully at school. Why are you receiving that? Why are you believing that? You may not be able to do anything about the mouth, but you can do everything about you receiving what the lies are coming to you at. So again, why are you dealing with an insecurity? Why are you keep, keep putting up with low self-esteem in your life? Why are you keeping the fear in your life? Cast that fear out. Amen, somebody. The Bible says there is no fear in Christ. Amen. You're a child of God. You have no fear. Yeah, we may be a little scared, nervous about something. But again, we've got to realize who we are. Understand who you are in God, in the power of God. 
God is greater than anything in this world. You can overcome it. It may be a battle. You may have to suit up with the armor and get the sword in the hand and the shield of faith strapped to your arm, and you may have to wrestle all night long with an adversary, but you will win when you exercise the authority that you have in Christ. Amen. Why do we allow the same sin to come back into our life when we repent of it, we ask God to forgive us, and we go a a period of time without it, and then all of a sudden we're right back to it? Why? When you've got authority to overcome it, you can do this because, as Paul said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. Understand that. I need you to receive that tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because again, he is greater. He is greater than any force in this universe. He is greater than any devil in hell. There is no devil that can defeat you when you are clothed and bathed in the Spirit of God. And when you have the word in you, no sin can prevail upon you. Because David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Come out of the valley of the dry bones. Come out of the, of the dryness of the long period of time, perhaps, that you have not felt God for a long time. It's time to get into your chamber. It's time to come back to God and say, Lord, why can't I overcome this? Just like the disciples, when, when the, the father left with his son, they came to him privately and said, okay, Lord, why couldn't we do this? You know, we got egg on our face here. We didn't make it. We didn't pull this off. What happened to us? And Jesus said, this thing's got to come, folks, by prayer and fasting, by dedicating unto the Lord everything that you have, everything that you need. I want to tell somebody, it's right here in the presence of God. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the presence of God. Be filled with the Word of God. The Word of God has authority in in you and in itself. Use the name of Jesus. Neither is there salvation given in any other. For there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. God has got this for you. Don't, Don't bow down. Don't Don't try to believe the lies the devil tries to tell you, but use your authority that you have in the presence and the power of God. Spiritual authority, it's yours. You can do it. You can make it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining True North Podcast with Pastor Snyder. If you have any questions, please email him at pastor at srcdfw.com. Join us on our social media at facebook.com forward slash irving or facebook.com forward slash group forward slash true north podcast.
You can always check out our website at srcdfw.com. We would love for you to be our guest at Solid Rock Church at 118 West Irving Boulevard, Irving, Texas, in downtown Irving. Be blessed of God, and we will see you next time right here on True North Podcast.